When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Bulldog fans, to look and feel my best, I reach for authentic brand gear. Love is in the air since Valentine's Day is right around the corner, and I love the quality, fit, and feel of Authentic Brands Outerwear because it's been an absolute game changer for our broadcast team this winter, no matter if we're on the road with the team or just around town. The style and comfort of Authentic Brand by TCB Companies delivers that boost of confidence to be my best. Outfit your life with Authentic Brand gear by TCB Companies, and don't just do it. Do it in Authentic Brand. Right now, you can save 15% instantly with coupon code BULLDOGRADIO. That's all one word, Bulldog Radio at Authentic-Brand.com. Set the tone. You going three, one, two, three. People! This is the Be Blue Podcast on the Drake Sports Media Podcast Network, powered by Learfield. I'm Hunter Phillips, and the Drake Bulldogs have officially reached the halfway point of the Missouri Valley Conference schedule. Ten games are in the books, and the Dogs are right in the thick of things in the Valley. At 7-3, the Bulldogs are tied for third with Missouri State and Belmont. Before the team loads the bus and heads north for Cedar Falls to embark on the second half of the league calendar, we sit down with head coach Allison Pullman to recap the first leg of the Bulldogs' journey through the Valley and a look ahead to the final stretch. Now, before we bring in coach, a friendly reminder to subscribe to the Drake Sports Media Podcast Network wherever you get your podcasts, including on the free Varsity Network app from Learfield. It's your one-stop shop for all things Bulldogs, delivering podcasts and live broadcasts. Well, with that out of the way, it's showtime. Ten games 
teams down, 10 to go in the Missouri Valley Conference schedule for the Drake Bulldogs. And through one half of the Grinding Valley slate, the Bulldogs are nestled near the top of the standings at 7-3, and three, which is currently tied for the third best record. Drake opens the second half of league play in Cedar Falls on Wednesday night to pay a visit to its in-state rival, the UNI Panthers, who are second in the standings. With a small break between its southern road trip that ended in Springfield, Missouri last Saturday until game day on Wednesday, we thought it'd be a perfect opportunity to get caught up on the squad and bring in head coach Allison Pullman. And coach, it's always uh, feels like the conference stretch is like a blur. You blink and you're already halfway through. But as always, we appreciate you taking the time to join us and welcome back to the Be Blue podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. 10 games in and, and what do you know, we turn the page uh, here very, very soon to the brand new month of February. So January kind of always what feels like kind of like slowly hops along. Um, but here we are in the middle of hoop season, which is great. Um, and just been, you know, a lot of fun, a lot of moments to be proud of for the start of conference. And obviously definitely moments of, of where we, we need to continue to get better and show more growth. Now, before we get to hoops, Coach, I know that there are a good number of football fans on the team, specifically fans of the Kansas City Chiefs, who advance to the big game, which will be here in a couple of weeks. And I think you already made the prediction that there may be some Chiefs jersey jerseys uh, around before practice uh, here before uh, you go out to Cedar Falls on Wednesday. That's pretty likely. Honestly, we do have some diehard Chiefs fans um, and football fans on our team. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if we've got a couple you know, maybe Mahomes jerseys underneath the, you know, the practice gear, I guess we'll wait and see uh, who shows up, um, you know, I guess touting their team, their team's jerseys today. So, but yeah, yeah, fun. I mean, it's, it's still kind of crazy that we're Super Bowl in, in the month of February, which is coming up around, you know, kind of around the corner as well, but, um, but two great games yesterday to be able to enjoy. And a nice men's basketball victory was even better to kind of start off the entire afternoon of a whole lot of sports watching. Yeah, I mean, if you're uh, obviously a Bulldog basketball fan tuning in here to the Be Blue podcast and happen to be a Chiefs fan, then yeah, that day was pretty good for you. And I think that there's a Chiefs uh, Drake connection as their linebackers coach. I think Brandon Daly is his name. He is a Drake alum, so he'll be back coaching in the Super Bowl again, which is pretty cool. So uh, again, coach, it's great to to have you on. And today we're going to look back on the first set of conference games for your Bulldogs. And just, I guess, to get rolling here, your biggest observations when just examining the league as a whole. We'll, we'll talk about the newcomers to the league here in a little bit, but you throw in a lot of a lot of new faces, a lot of new players, personnel, new coaches. Just, you know, examining the league from afar, your biggest observations. Well, I think very similarly to every single year, it's, you know, it, conference play just becomes a grind. You know, it's it's where you get really, really familiar with a lot of opponents and what they're going to do and coaching styles. And now we do have a lot of new coaches and we have three new teams in the Valley. So that has been kind of a, you know, like a transition. So we'll get to the opportunity to watch coaches make adjustments, you know, change different things, philosophies potentially. And, and um, yeah, but you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where you just never count anybody out. It's every single night, you know, you've, you've watched these long slates of different games that kind of pop up. And as we check scores, you know, there's, 
there's constantly surprises where and and maybe some people would say they're not surprises but everybody everybody seems to surprise the heck out of me constantly so um it's a constant surprise as far as kind of where things are going and uh, and trending but but I do think the the level of play in the Missouri Valley Conference is very very competitive and it's very very solid yeah, I would agree. Competitive. It's been highly competitive here where, again, like you noted, Coach, on any given night, you're really not sure what's going to happen because from really the top to the bottom of the league, uh, well coached, a lot of talent, and we've already seen that through one half of this league calendar. And so let's go back to your most recent set of games, making the always long road trip down to Carbondale, Illinois, and Springfield, Missouri. It's a lot of mileage uh, to track in a quick three to four day span. On top of that, both Southern Illinois and Missouri State, like we talked about, underwent several changes during the offseason. And your Bulldogs essentially faced two entirely different looking teams on the road with the tough result, obviously, at Missouri State being the most recent item still in totality. What were some of the positive takeaways and learning moments from this past weekend? Well, I think that, you know, probably the most positive moment was our fourth quarter against Southern Illinois. Um, just our level of competition and really our tenacity as far as like there was, we would not be denied. You know, I, I, I continued, I went back and I watched the game and just found myself continuing to smile, you know, like that might instead of what we had is something that we've got to bottle up and something we didn't have <laughs> against Missouri state. And so just getting back to like our competitiveness and, you know, one of the things our squad is we always play hard. We've just got to play just a little bit smarter. And that was the case definitely against Missouri state few too many turnovers, tried to thread the needle just a little bit too much. Um, maybe needed to, you know, like spark our enthusiasm to just, you know, make a few more adjustments or throw a couple different things at them. But overall, really, really, proud um, of how we did represent ourselves. We did continue to get better, you know, over the weekend um, and still going one and one. But I do think, you know, it's one of those things where our team, what's kind of goofy about after you get done with the road swing, our team is probably more excited to play, you know, Missouri State and Southern Illinois a second time rather than, you know, continuing to where our schedule is um, because they know um, that we definitely need to be better and we definitely need to, you know, we were able to and can make those make those changes um, that are necessary to come out victorious. So, Coach, your, your squad started this journey through the Valley in normal at Illinois State following a near two-week layoff from an exhibition with Southwest Baptist. That was just the, the long layover there with the holiday break, not having the Iowa State game. And before you even began the conference slate, there was the unfortunate news surrounding Megan Meyer and her knee injury. She's had surgery, and we've seen her be so supportive on the sidelines for home games. Give us an update on, on how Megan is doing. Yeah, you mean Coach Megan. Coach Megan. Coach now. Megan, yes. Yeah, on the sidelines. But no, Megan's um as everybody would assume, completely attacking her rehab and doing, you know, more than she probably should be doing each and every day, dotting those I's, crossing those T's. But yes, she has. Um, that was our very first contest without her, which, you know, kind of tugs a little bit at your heartstrings of us just kind of getting used to um, not having her on the court. But great thing is we continue to still have her on the sidelines and she is exactly what you mentioned. She's very, very supportive. You know, you see different things when you're, when you're watching than when you're on the floor. And so her perspective and her voice for our team has been so, so powerful um, to provide some insight um, to 
provide feedback and, you know, just, just some comments of, you know, someone who one of their peers to be able to hear um, exactly kind of what they need to hear when they need to hear it. But, uh, but Megan's doing great. Um, she is, she's moving and shaking and doing, you know, I think she keeps our athletic trainer and, and the physical therapist definitely on their toes. Um, but yeah, but wishing her like, all kinds of positive things. And she's doing, she's doing as wonderful as you could possibly be at this point. Yeah, And I love to hear that. And I wouldn't expect uh, anything different from coach Megan Meyer. And uh, again, we continue to wish her the best in, in her recovery and knowing that she is still providing so much encouragement, support, and even some tips there to her teammates. And so you responded nicely after dropping that conference opener at Illinois state, rattling off three straight wins over Bradley, on New Year's Day and then at home against the likes of Belmont and Murray State during Des Moines' hometown team weekend. So what did that stretch in particular say about your group and overcoming that recent adversity and executing with the adjustments that had to be made? Definitely. Well, I think it's, you know, what do you have to do to, to become a really good basketball team? You have to be willing and able to make wonderful adjustments. And, and I do think what we have is, is also depth to our team where you've, you know, we've added Taylor McCauley to the starting lineup, you know, and the likes of Anna Miller coming off the bench, Courtney Becker, you know, Ava Hawthorne, Ashley Iams, you know, it just Tate and gray, it just keeps going. And so for them to be able to get really, really comfortable, and I don't really like the word role, but to kind of step into a different, you know, like step into a different role, um, especially for Taylor instead of coming off the bench and starting for us and kind of setting the tone for our team. Um, it, does, it does take a little bit to get used to. And so I think, you know, I think we've transitioned nicely into that, um, you know, going at Bradley, responding the way that we did um, offensively after playing at Illinois State, I thought was tremendous. I thought we did a really nice job of, you know, of kind of just coming into our own and then carrying that into the hometown team weekend uh, against Belmont Murray State. And, you know, our team, I believe in those two contests, it was back to feeling like a non-conference game. You know, the very first time that we had played them, it was those teams' very first time traveling to Des Moines. Uh, we'll get that later in February when we head over, you know, to Murray State and and also to Belmont. Um, so it'll be a new kind of adventure uh, for us once we get there. But um, but really, really proud of our efforts those weekends. You know, we started really, really well in both of those games. Um, I still get questions from some of our fans about, you know, Caitlin Young and how she scored 43, but nobody else even scored in double digits in that game. And so uh, we did what we needed to do to be able to come out on top. And um, yeah, so proud of our efforts. So it's really, really proud to be able to tie, you know, those three victories together. Uh, it was really neat to see the team really come together during that stretch. And and you noted Taylor McCauley having to go into the starting lineup after uh, really, um, you know, trying to, I guess, the feeling out process for her there in the Illinois State game really just kind of took off ever since then. Here in Valley Play Coach, averaging 6.6 .6 points per game, 3.6 assists or rebounds per game, I should say, 16 steals, 21 assists. And she's just really been able to find a groove, especially really on the defensive end, but also being a really good facilitator, more of like a Swiss army knife kind of player where she could do a little bit of everything. And then Anna Miller and Courtney Becker, what those two were able to do, the first two coming off the bench for you, Anna Miller averaging double figures here in Valley play along with uh, five and a half rebounds per game. And then Courtney Becker, uh, six and a half points, six rebounds per game. So those three in particular coach, and then you could also touch on Ava Hawthorne playing a much bigger role 
at the point guard spot. Um, and then also Tate and Gray, when needing uh, minutes out of her, you mentioned those five players. Uh, how, how have you liked how they've stepped up their game here um, in this uh, first half of Valley play? Well, I think, you know, I think one of the things that I love is, is that they're always ready, you know, like when their numbers called, you know, you step on the floor and, and they're always ready. And, and I could be kind of, this could be a goofy statement to make, but I'd be, I'd be really, really surprised if Anna Miller's not the sixth player of the year in the Missouri Valley conference, um, mostly because of, you know, the, she changed the dynamic, she changes the dynamic of our team um, when she does step on the floor and, and um, she's just, you know, whether you try to take things away from her. I think she rebounds the ball really well. I think she's, you know, an athletic weapon in the paint as far as being able to adjust and alter shots, um, defensively. But, um, but I think Anna's done a really nice job of, of it's, it's the same role that she had last year as she came in and completely impacted the game. And I think she's, I think she's continued to do that. Courtney Becker's play has has become much more consistent um, where, you know, our expectation for her is to score and then also, you know, just just get us a couple offensive rebounds here and there and defensively, you know, just just continue to keep adding things. I do think and and I might as well throw out predictions out there, but I do think that there's going to be a breakout game in there for a Courtney Becker where you it wouldn't shock me if she got 25, you know, like that's that's one of the things that she's completely capable of 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 really scoring for us it's just mostly her continuing to look to score um taylor i think has added things you talk yeah you could call her swiss army knife but she's got to start pulling out that scoring you know that scoring i don't know what toothpick or whatever other things that come fingernail clipper i mean any of that stuff we could we could associate that with scoring but you know taylor has one of those she's just you watch her and she just floats out there. And so as she floats, we've just got to get her to float and float a little bit more to the basket and continue to look for her own shot. Cause she does facilitate and set up things really, really well. Um, she has one of the highest basketball IQs on our team, uh, sees it well and fits into our system like magnificently. So, um, Ava Hawthorne's continue to get experience, which I think is great. And, you know, she's getting a little bit more comfortable and more comfortable and similar to Tayden as she steps on the floor when we need to utilize minutes from her. She just looks she is a little bit different look for us um, and she is pretty dominant on the block. But what people don't understand, is she's also able to step away and knock down shots. So um, continued growth for everybody. And I think it's great. I love our depth. I love our team. Um, and we've just got to continue to stay really, really competitive um, and just keep getting better. Yeah, and like you said, all five of those players that you just uh, that you just touched on is the fact that they're all ready um, when they come into the game when their when their name is called. And I do have to uh, bring up a little side note here on Courtney Becker. You mentioned consistency; she has eight rebounds in half of the uh, ten games in Valley plays. So she has exactly had eight rebounds in five of the ten uh, league games. So she's always someone that uh, that you know that you can count on to get those rebounds. But we've seen her ability to score in moments here this season. And so uh, following uh, the uh, three-game win streak you hosted, you and I, and as is the case every time the Bulldogs and Panthers take the court, it comes down to the wire. It did. Obviously came out on the wrong end of that one. But then, like we've seen all season, Coach, your team puts that loss to bed and then won four straight. So now after you know the disappointing day in Springfield, honesty compels to tell you that your Bulldogs are going to be ready for the challenge that awaits uh, in Cedar Falls on Wednesday. 
Yeah, we definitely will be. And I know that this will be a very fired up and inspired team um, because, you know, what what sort of motivation do you need to be able to, you know, it's just uniquely enough statistically looking at a lot of um, you and I stats compared to ours and and they're very, very similar. Um, and so we're both, you know, scoring in the upper 70s and it is it's a fun contest. It's it's fun because the players know each other. It's fun because it's the state of Iowa. Um, everybody wants to call that there's so much bragging rights. But I think it's it's not just another conference game, but it's you know, it's a conference game that always proves to be one that is a fan favorite because they are fun to watch. They're really, really competitive. Um, And I think it's because, you know, you've got two really, really good teams um, putting themselves out there. Yeah, it's always uh, it's always a fun battle. And like you said, it features a lot of in-state talent as well. And even for the players that are from out of the state, they, they get a quick sense of just how important those meetings are. And so I know I asked you this uh, prior to your squad's contest with UIC. As everyone knows, three new programs joined the Missouri Valley Conference. You protected home court all three times. And as you said, it felt really like a a non-conference game, especially against Belmont and Murray State, never facing them before. It had been since 2012, since you last faced UIC. And so how unique of a challenge was that for you and the staff to prepare for opponents that you had never faced before? Well, it, it kind of goes back to, you know, we have access to every single game and all sorts of, you know, data analytics, and you can get yourselves really, really wrapped up into what the opponent does. And, you know, we pretty stay tried and true to that. We really have to focus on ourselves and we have to make sure that, you know, our team is ready and our team is very, very confident and feel very, very prepared um, and inspired step on the floor. And so um, we did a lot of obviously film evaluation, just trying to get used to, you know, what, what they do for their own system and what cultures these different teams have. And so, um, but it's, it's such a fun challenge, you know, it really, really is. And, and as we continue to get used to having UIC Belmont Murray state in our conference, it'll, it'll feel like old hat, you know, like just as, as coaches, you know, whether they're here for, you know, the Tanya Warrens who have been here for a really long time to, you know, the first year coaches that I sat in that seat last year, you know, first year coaches of just trying to, you know, get used to and get your feet under you and kind of figure out exactly where you want to, where your program is tracking. And so we've got a lot of that in the Valley. um, But I do think we're surrounded by a lot of really, really good teams and a lot of really good coaches. Head coach Allison Pullman is joining us this week on the Be Blue podcast. The Bulldogs are halfway through Valley play and open the second half in Cedar Falls on Wednesday against the UNI Panthers. And so, Coach, going back to the fact that now you'll be facing UNI for the second time around, now this is the part of the year where they've already seen you, you've already seen them. And so, what is it like having to face a team for the second time around and maybe what adjustments are made or uh, just, you know, the, the process that that goes into that, knowing that from this point forward, these teams know exactly who you are, but you know who they are. Yeah. So it's, it doesn't, it's not really a tricky process. I think mostly it's probably analysis paralysis <laughs> um, in most instances, because, you know, I feel like I I've watched our game against you and I, you know, 15 times and you go back and you make a couple adjustments and we were probably now we're talking about we're five and oh at home, you know, and or a five game win streak at home instead of, you know, just a two game win streak at home. But 
Um, so I think, you know, from a coaching standpoint, you go back and you really try to get comfortable with what it is, maybe that hurt you, what you can adjust, what different, you know, wrinkles, maybe you could potentially add offensively and defensively. Um, but it's also really, you know, kind of getting an evaluation on where that other team is trending in their other competitions, you know, so, um, with you and I being our travel partner, how their weekend went against Southern Illinois and Missouri state and being able to watch those games and even games prior to that. So, um, there's, there's not a lack of film watching or, you know, evaluation going on. Um, but sometimes I also think it's back to really just trying to stay true to, you know, really what we do and what we do really, really well, instead of focusing on what other people do. So, um, just a, a very personal philosophy there. Um, but really trying to get our team, you know, just moving and shaking and cooking and really kind of trusting ourselves and, and getting back to, to our system and, and, uh, believing and, and trusting each other. And that, that hasn't wavered. Um, but, but it just doesn't hurt to, for small reminders that, uh, that we are a really good team and we've just got to continue to keep things moving forward. Well, coach, as we start to wind things down here a little bit, I know that we, talked about uh, the the role players, the bench players, and how big of an impact they have had. And Taylor McCauley coming into the starting lineup, be remiss if we didn't spend a little bit of time talking about the starting five as a whole and how they've really helped set the tone in ball games this year. I mean, Maggie Bear and Graceburg have just been fantastic this year. Maggie almost averaging a double-double, 14.9 points, 7.8 rebounds per game, had that 20-point outing against Missouri State on Saturday Graceburg, she is, you know, she has her fingerprints really on every part of the game. 13 and a half points, 5.6 rebounds per game, 3.3 assists per game. She's also knocked down a career high in terms of three pointers. She knocked down three against Missouri State. Sarah Beth Geldner, we, we've touched on how not only is she continuing to be that scoring threat, but she's, you know, she's, you know, being that facilitator, she has that IQ, but also defensively, that's where she's really picked things up this year. And then obviously, Katie Dinebeer, you know, going back to the 15.14 assist outing there against Southern Illinois last Thursday and how her command has really uh, taken a whole nother level this year. You're starting five and how they have really uh, continued to form here in Valley Play. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm just, yeah, just kind of smitten one, you, you mentioned all of them <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're fantastic. You know, I think, I think one of the things you could say about each and every one of those players is they've gotten better. You know, like if you look at them last year to this year, um, I think that Maggie Bear has added, you know, layers to her game. I think, you know, yes, I'd like her to be a little bit more in balance. I'd like her to score a little bit faster, but man, when she counters, um, she's finishing around the rim really extremely well and she's rebounding well. Um, you know, Grace Berg, wow, we could talk for, you know, a lot of time about the layer she's added. She's become so much more comfortable and consistent from beyond three. And now we get to watch her score at all three levels, you know, because now people guard her a little bit tighter, maybe beyond three. And then she's so, so good in the paint. And we might as well add free throws into that too, because she's done it. She's done a nice job of getting to the line. Um, SB, like, look out. The best part about SB is like, you know, she misses the first one, the second one's going in. And I think that her confidence has grown. And I think, you know, I, I love the wiggle in her game because she's just, she's able to do so many different things. And, and one of the things, you know, a lot of 
I don't think people really understand, but like SB is so sold out to us running motion and running our system and that it works and that it works so fantastically. Um, there's, she is a firm, firm believer in what we do. And, and I love that. And she has been for years, um, but it's really, really special to continue to, you know, to kind of watch her growth too. And then, you know, Katie against Southern Illinois, I mean, there were, there there's a, there's probably a lot of Salukis out there having nightmares. You know, she just did such a nice job of being able to, you know, pick apart, um, you know, like their defense. And, and I think one of the things in the SAU game that Katie did was also look for her own shot, you know, Missouri state, she didn't as much. And so her growth level has just got to be continuing to, she's got to think score first and then set other people up, but you know, she's tenacious defensively too. And, and we don't talk a ton about defense, um, but we have, our, our defense has definitely improved. Um, we've got to continue to stay competitive in that. Right. But yeah, I, I, it's, we very blessed, very lucky. You know, we've got, uh, we got some really, really good players. We have some really, really good pieces. And now we've just got to get back to feeling really good about it. And uh, we got to attack this, you know, second round of conference play. And and I have no doubt um, we'll have a group that's ready to go um, to hit the ground running once it gets to Wednesday. And coach, you know, the final one, final set of questions here for you, you brought up a good point in that. And we've hit on this, you know, before, uh, going into games is the fact that your team has been rebounding the ball a lot better here this year. I mean, continuing to be tops in the country and defensive rebounds per game and really trying to limit the opposition there on the offensive glass. And here in Valley play, your team giving up just over 64 and a half points per game. And even against Southern Illinois, you had a team or a season high 13 steals in that one. So you couple what you've been able to do on offense, you're pacing the league and scoring top 10 in the country and scoring, leading the country in assists per game. But when you can really throw in the fact that you've done very well on the glass and then, um, you know, as well as just really limiting teams, taking them deep into the shot clock, really making those kind of uh, adjustments, different looks defensively. Where have you seen that really grow here in league play and how that's improved from last year, maybe, I guess, to this year? Well, you know, I, I think, I think most of our players, you know, with the exception of really Ava and Tayden are another year older. And so I, you know, there's so much value that you put on experience. There's so much value that you put on, um, really just each and every layer of what they're able to experience and just the knowledge of the game and knowledge of their own experiences and then being able to reflect upon that. So, um, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to our coaching staff with, you know, understanding angles of understanding, you know, player personnel for the other team of, of really just teaching, um, our own players and, and, you know, they don't need much motivation. You know, the one thing that you have to have to be able to score is that one orange ball. So if we tell them that, you know, defensively, somehow you have to figure out how to get it, to be able to shoot it on the other end. Um, it seems to, it seems to be working, but, but really proud of our, the, the strides we've made, you know, from a rebound standpoint, you know, it's goofy. We're doing this after the Missouri state game of one of the games that we did get out rebounded. And so it'll be something that we will definitely talk about um, today and up to you and I about um, 
us continuing to improve in that in that category and and making sure that that is a staple of our program because I do think if you're able to limit those opportunities for teams um, for second chances, you give yourself a really good opportunity to be able to you know put up a few more shots, uh, score a few more baskets. So um, yeah, it's been it has been a focus, and I think that we've done a really nice job of continuing to get better. Much more growth to be had, um, but uh, but it's been fun to watch. Yeah, it really has been, and the numbers don't lie. I mean, your team is 11-3 and three when you out-rebound its opponents. And so the final one now for you, Coach, before we let you go, now you embark on the second half of league play, and what better way to start off the second half than in Cedar Falls against your in-state rival, you and I. And so what excites you the most about the second half of the journey and what your squad is capable of? I know we all have seen it night in and night out, but what – what excites you about uh, this uh, second half of the journey that awaits your team? Yeah, that's a great question, Hunter. And I think, you know, I think 10 games. <laughs> I think that's what's <laughs> exciting about this journey. Um, and also the time in the middle of practice time, of getting better, of, you know, depths of relationships, of them, you know, really gaining more confidence in whether it's shooting, rebounding, passing, all of it. Um, and then just loving on this sport, you know, like just that overall, like, I don't know, this journey of, you know, being able to play basketball doesn't last that long. And so just not wishing any time away. I mean, I would never wish even a single minute and sometimes in practice I do, I have to be honest, um, <laughs> but not wishing any time away whatsoever, but just um, taking it one day at a time and the 1% better each and every day is really, really, I think what drives me and, and just us continuing to stay super, super competitive um, as we do this, cause it's, it's going to be a fun ride. And I can't, I can't wait. Honestly, we have practice this afternoon, so I can't wait already just talking about it to, to get back on the floor with this team. So right. coach, um, as, as you and our fans know, this is the time of year when programs all across the country uh, prepare for that that home stretch of league play leading into the conference tournament. Hoops in the Heartland is going to be here before you know it, and it's going to be fun to watch your Bulldogs here in this highly anticipated second half of Valley play that once again begins at UNI on Wednesday. So, Coach, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. I know that you're going to uh, go uh, to practice here in a little bit with, with you and the squad. Best of luck to you, your staff, and your group of Bulldogs in Cedar Falls and the rest of the way. And it's always great to have you on the Be Blue podcast. Yeah, thanks for the ask, Hunter. Always good to uh, to join in. And as our fans know, it's pretty special to be blue. So thanks again. And um, you'll be seeing a lot of us. 